Mid-afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the Structure First studio on the Structure First Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? want to send a quick shout-out to our three guests from last week, Jennifer, Jen, Pestica, Sarah, and Jason. Just a great, great show. Tons of downloads, tons of listens. It was so good that it made me want to do another show about last week's show. And so the name of the episode today is Farewell, Velvet Rope Line, that great line from Jason Robleski last week. Just talking about, you know, that is leaving banking in the past, totally reimagined their brand. But when he said that, you know, no more no more going through the velvet rope line, I knew immediately what he meant because I've waited in that velvet rope line in the banking days that predate Internet banking and you're using banking on your phone and digital banking and mobile banking and all that stuff. It further reminded me why I enjoy the podcast medium so well. It captures the charm of people, I think, better than video does. And in that one remark, Jason just painted a beautiful visual picture of the world of banking that was and the world of banking that is. Remember, every building, every branch makes a statement. When you saw the pictures of that beautiful headquarters building at Alec Credit Union, folks, if you want that kind of finished product, please give us a call. Structure first, a totally different way of doing these things. Hire a project manager. We'll find someone locally to do the work right do it for less money. And oh, by the way, those contractors have to stay in town and do business afterwards so they can't do a bad job on your job. And of course, as project managers, we make sure that they don't. And you can see that finished product, that beautiful headquarters building at Alec Credit Union. And we're going to be bringing you more of these building and branch transformations throughout the year. Uh, Speaking of banking, before digital banking, before online banking before online bill pay and all that other stuff. I worked at a bank called Norwest Banks from 1996 to 1999, and on occasion in the office, I would bump into our regional president at the time. His name is John Stump, and this is a story that is the gift that keeps on giving. It is our Wells Fargo update. Now be careful. You may not want oh, what they're bringing you. Wagon is a coming down the street. I wish, I wish I knew what it could be. Might be a loan you didn't apply for. Sugar on my birthday. In March I got a great mask and all. That is right. The good old Wells Fargo wagon. Well, the reason I'm telling you that is Norwest Banks would go on to merge with Wells Fargo. And the same guy I used to chat with on occasion about sports and music, he was a tuba player, just a little bit of interesting (laughs) trivia, um, has become America's most vilified bank CEO since the financial crisis. And now he's been officially blacklisted. Wells Fargo ex-chief executive John Stump 
has been barred from the banking industry for life. I'm not sure he was doing a whole lot of banking anyway. The uh, the payoff he got for his bad behavior is going to keep him in golf clubs and tubas for the rest of his life and for several generations. Um, just talk about someone giving the the entire banking industry a bad name. Uh, but it's just kind of interesting that he was my regional president back when I worked at Norwest Banks that became Wells Fargo. Uh, but it is really, really uh, interesting that they've decided to fine him $17.5 million again. Not a big deal when you have a $125 million golden parachute. A uh, couple of things that were really, really bad. Um, the bank also admitted to overcharging military veterans. That's low. Okay, as a military veteran, I can tell you that is really, really low. Uh, but they were overcharging military veterans who wanted to refinance their mortgages between the years of 2006 and 2011. And so our Wells Fargo update, I'm sure we'll hear more from Wells Fargo. I remember they came out with their their new ad campaign reestablished. I think it was 2018 and then more bad news came out. And I think they finally gave up on reestablishing and just tried to ride out the storm. And, and candidly, m- most of Wells Fargo's customers are, are, are there because they have to be. You know how it is once you get your banking stuff settled. Um, but I thought it was interesting that he's been barred for life from working in the banking industry. Well, that's why it makes sense to be very, very particular. Bigger is not always better when it comes to banking brands. And so um, whether you are a Wells Fargo customer or not, just be careful when that Wells Fargo wagon comes uh, rolling down the street. It might have some insurance policies that you didn't buy. It might have some products that you don't want, and they might be charging you interest on loans that you did not open. So good riddance to Mr. Stump. Enjoy the day on the golf course. When we get back from the break, I just want to go back and hit some of the high points about the show last week. Again, that great line about the velvet rope line. Not just that, but also how I came into contact with the guys at Structure First and Alec Credit Union and uh, the, the, the strengths of social media when things are when things go well versus some of the other stuff that I see out there that I'm always commenting on as a free person. And I'm certainly entitled to do that, but we're going to do it all, and we'll do it all right after this. Hey, it is conference quality information without the flight delay, without the $13 light beer, and without the expense report. This is the power of performance. Yes, seal with the cover of that great Steve Miller band song on a fly like you know, time keeps on slipping into the future. It does indeed. Another quick shout. I had a very nice phone call uh, with Bo McDonald from your marketing company yesterday. He had a very interesting post about the generational war in the workplace. I'm not crazy about that word war being applied to things that are not 
war. I've, I've been in one, and I can tell you it's, it's very different than having some generational differences in the workplace. Uh, but it is absolutely true that you do typically find some generational tension in the workplace. I certainly have noticed it. And so I'm going to be talking to Bo, maybe get him on. He's been on the show before. It's, gosh, it's been quite a while. Uh, maybe get him back on the air and talk about that. A very, very great conversation to have. Uh, the key signature, the theme on this song has always been generational. And that's a great jumping off point for when you look at that beautiful building. There is nothing velvet rope line about the Alec headquarters building. It is it, again, every building, every branch makes a statement. This says the future. This says going forward with confidence and style. And it's, you know, we've talked in the past about brand harmony. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing I used to do when I was speaking professionally. Uh, before I got there, I would call the hotel where the conference was being held. Now, if you go online and look at a hotel's website, you see friendly, smiling people handing you your, your room key, and everyone is in a great mood. And you know, seven out of ten times, the phone call would sound like this. ABC Conference and Resort Hotel, how can I direct your call? And I mean, by the time the person gets their name out, you know, you're catatonic. And just an example of an absence of brand harmony, what you were promised in the pictures was not delivered in person. Well, look at the totality of the Alec brand. I highly encourage you just go out there and check out their website, that elegant red and white. It's, it's, I keep trying to think of the right word. I keep saying elegant. I don't know if that's even the right word for it. It is very smooth. It is very clean. I, I always check a website three different ways. On my phone, on my iPad Pro, and in the studio here with their 50-inch monitor, so it looks really, really good. It lights up the room in red and white, and since I'm typically wearing red and black, it all comes together very, very nicely, but that's a great example of brand harmony. I joked on the show last week that, man, even I can do the math of when that credit union was formed, and I was wrong. I was thinking it was 40 years. It's 30 years from a corner in a strip mall to that beautiful brand beacon that you see in the episode description. That is growth that is hard to find, especially especially when you think that they're not doing it with the unsavory business practices of Wells Fargo, the aforementioned Wells Fargo, and without the advantage of a community or geographic charter. It really is Fascinating. You don't have to go to 15,000 conferences to find out how to do credit unions the right way. Sometimes you just have to copy what successful credit unions are doing, and emulating what Alec is doing is going to help you. If you're not where you want to be, there is a blueprint for how to get there in less time than you think. Think And, of course, like I said, it's the, all public information out there. Go check out their website. Look at that building. See how they do what they do. Believe me, even though they are an employee sponsor credit union, there are plenty of lessons that can be applied to any banking brand of any size, community, you name it, community bank, whatever you might be running, um, the integrity that it takes to grow like that. They, they, Alec Credit Union probably could have taught Wells Fargo a few things as well. Now, on to how I come, came about all of this. 
I was at a conference. This goes back to 2008, and uh, it was. I remember it was in um, Steamboat Springs, Colorado, at one of these hotels where you literally could ski into the lobby. Now I don't. I live in Texas. I don't snow ski. I don't know how to snow ski. Uh, but it was very, very interesting to be up at the conference. And a gentleman from a credit union, uh, from Johns Hopkins Credit Union, uh, came up to me after my keynote and said, "Hey, are you on LinkedIn?" And I had no idea what he was talking about. And that was – I actually have a, a note on my original iPhone, which I still have. It, it, it doesn't make phone calls, obviously, anymore, but if you plug it in, you can still see the apps and the notes through the faded, you know, cracked and chipped glass and stuff like that. But I remember as a little note on the notepad on the original iPhone that says, check out LinkedIn. And initially, it was really, really cool. It was um, – what I, I described it as Facebook for professionals, and, and then some Somewhere along the way, it turned into Facebook for Facebook for Facebook with all of the affirmations and stuff like that. I discovered Structure First through LinkedIn. To me, that was the benefit. That was the purpose of LinkedIn, to find professional people in similar industries as yours, exchange good ideas, see results. When I had a chance to go up there to Austin and meet with the guys, the principals from Structure First, uh, Britt and Eric and Neil, and then we got to sit down with Carter Campbell, the gentleman whose show, by the way, was one of the most listened to shows last year about putting Starbucks in your bank branch, combining the Starbucks brand with your banking brand. We're sitting there having this great conversation. What would it have been like if somebody had walked up to us and just interrupted our conversation and said, hey, here's five things that you can do that don't take any talent or dropped a Steve Jobs quote on us or the guy that you – know, Sir Richard Branson. You know, when did that happen on LinkedIn? It's just something that I, I observe all the time. Uh, you know, another quote from Mahatma Gandhi, you know, that is not why I'm on LinkedIn. Now, hey, we're all free people. You can use LinkedIn any way you want, but I think it's real strength. It's real strength is when it stays in that professional realm of, hey, here's what we're doing well. Here's what you can learn from us. Here's somebody that you might know, and to me, that is the real strength of that social media platform. If you, if you need an affirmation to get through the day, I would check out your Facebook feed or Instagram or all the other social media feeds. I do wonder sometimes in, in 2030, if we're still going to be doing all of these same things, it's hard to believe, you know, 2008, that's 12 years ago. And so it looks like LinkedIn is going to be around for a while. Well, anyway, I wanted to uh, go back and just touch on that great show. If you haven't heard it yet, all you have to do is scroll down. If you're listening on an Amazon Echo device, just say previous episode, and you will find the show called Alec Credit Union Brand Beacon. But give it a listen if you haven't to, if you haven't yet. A lot, a lot of great information on that show. But that that line about farewell to the velvet rope line uh, that really resonated with me as somebody who spent a lot of time in the velvet rope line on the Saturday morning waiting to deposit my check or waiting to check my balance, you can't imagine a world um, when all this mobile banking app stuff didn't exist. I actually lived in it. I worked in it as a banking professional. So I thought that was a great visual on the podcast. So I did want to reach out and just uh, do a follow-up show on that. Next week, as we head into Super Bowl Sunday, the biggest branding, marketing bonanza early in the year, of course, you're going to see 
see about 485,000 commercials for Bud Light. Last year they told us what was in the beer. This year they're going to, I guess, try to sell us uh, seltzer. But whatever the case may be, you're going to see a lot of familiar big brands on Super Bowl Sunday. What about those smaller brands, those niche brands, those boutique brands that cannot afford a Super Bowl ad. How do they survive in the midst of all of this multinational competition? Well, we talked to one of those brands. It is called Freetail Microbrewery down in San Antonio, Texas, and they are competing not just with the big Bud Lights and Michelobes of the world, but all the local brands here in Texas, Shiner and Lone Star and things like that, and they're getting a lot of great Great energy and a lot of great brand traction. Hmm, what does it take to do this? Because a lot of us work for brands that are not the biggest and are not going to be featured on Super Bowl Sunday, so there's always something to learn there. Hey, it is the Power Performance brought to you by Structure First and the show that asked the question if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? My name is Jason Dyes. Thank you for listening. Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Way.